Welcome, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. Uh, it is quite early for Kai and I this morning, but we're here, we're ready to record, and we're happy. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Ben and Kai. How you guys doing? Yeah, I'm good. Good. Um, yeah, it's a lot later for me, so um, I apologize. That was my set this time. That was not Kai's. I have tea. Oh, I thought it was Kai. No, that was me. No, that was, that was Jared. I'm doing well. You can hear it in my voice that I may not be alive at the moment, but uh, ready to jump into some Resident Evil. You got that croak, like you know when you do. You got that like morning, like sexy voice yeah, going on. Yeah, for it. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It sounds silly. It's like one of those things when I used to like record YouTube videos and stuff. Mm. I used to like talk to myself for half an hour before I recorded the video, so I didn't have that like gravelly like morning <laughs> voice. <laughs> So yeah, you got that, you got that like scruff to your voice. It's you got to do like a southern accent now to really, really drive it home. Oh god! No. Every every episode, we have to start doing a southern accent. Is that what's is that what we're going down? Yep, that exactly, that's exactly what it, it has to be. Once once an episode, if not, then it's not. Are we really, you know, are we really trying our best? I feel like we're stalling because we have a very uneventful episode to record. <laughs> yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying to fill out the time, uh, guys. If you missed the last episode, we wrapped up the reservoir and getting the fourth wind key. Is that the, the one we got? Fourth, yes, because we get yeah. the first one and then three transformations. Right, right, right. Yeah, getting the fourth wind key and fighting the boss fight, uh, Marone. And now we are heading back to the village to get a little more things done. I'm going to be honest, Kai and I went straight to the stronghold after this and skipped all of the village part. We're, we're bad gamers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't blame you in a sense, though, because... Like it left us on a very large cliffhanger with like Heisenberg exactly. coming through the TV and stuff. So I was ready. You know, we had that Heisenberg cutscene, and I was like, okay, we let's let's move on. And to be fair, I like skimmed through the beginning of the walkthrough of the this village part, and I was like, oh, it literally just shows us making our way back to you know the main plaza of the village and then heading to the stronghold little did i know that there is like a billion little side quests <laughs> that you can do in this section before you head to the stronghold yeah i mean i did i did two of them um mm. one of them is in the village and one of them is on the way to the stronghold um gotcha. but honestly okay, ben, i will let you explain those little things in kind of what, what okay. they consisted of so i mean to to get to the point you didn't really miss much all you missed okay, was good. ammo resources and money that that's it essentially um one of them involves using the crank we now have oh okay cool um to lower a drawbridge it's not the drawbridge i was talking about into the castle oh i was just about to ask is it the same one from the ending of the lady d castle but it's no not the same i didn't one. yeah i had a look and um i can't actually see a crank on this side to lower the castle bridge i think i'm gonna have to if there was a way into the castle it would lower mm. from that side interesting um, but there's like a little boat that you can take and um, you essentially go around and one of them takes you to this place, you lower a drawbridge and you go into a door that looks mm. like it's under Lady D's castle. Oh, interesting. Um, and you go down and there's there's a flaming uh, brazier in the middle with two unlit torches aside it and then two rooms to the side Brother. Brother. and then through 
into the next room is an unlit torch with no brazza in there and then mm. a door behind it that you need to get to basically and oh, so what you, what you do is you shoot the brazier into the unlit torches and they unlock the doors on the side and that gives you money and ammo and stuff mm. and then you in in one of the doors comes one of those zombie peasant creatures and what you have to do is you have to shoot the brazier into the zombie creature, setting it on fire, lure it into the next room so that it walks near the torch, sets fire to the unlit torch in this other room, giving you access to the room that was locked, and then you can kill it. That sounds really cool and intuitive and super complicated all at the same time. I I kind of I didn't cheat, but I'd I'd seen the guide beforehand, so I knew mm, that's what so I was you were you were aware do. of kind of what had to be done to get those torches yeah. lit. Yeah. Um I mean the first two are simple, but the other one in the next room, there's literally no way in there to light it except yeah. for this zombie. It requires you lighting a object that's currently moving and have that object move it's essentially chasing you, right? So you have to guide it into the room so it can light essentially, the Essentially, yeah, yeah. It's quite forgiving um, because you don't need to get it too close. Like, even if it's a foot or so within it, it will it will uh, still light it. And do, then, you know, do you know if there's, like, a, a time-sensitive uh, part to it? You know, like, will, this, will the zombie peasant die if you don't do it in time, like, from the fire? Ooh, I honestly don't know, but mm. that, would be, that would be interesting. That's a very... It feels like a very Resident Evil thing to do, though. Right, right. That's why I was um, curious about it, because I was like, oh, if you like can't manage to like back it up and guide it into this torch, if you take too long, does it just die from the fire? I mean, I I, I would assume so, right? Because right? like, after it set fire to the torch, I shot it once and it died. Mm. So it was obviously losing health while it was on fire. It just might not have been like at a quick enough pace where... You know, it's still had, you still had time to guide it into the other room to light the torch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they stumble. They stumble fast enough, so it's not right. too bad. Um, That's a cool little puzzle, though. It's a cool puzzle, and you get rewarded with a Money. golden statue of Lady Dimitri, which sells to the Duke for 20,000 Lee, which <laughs> is a lot. Guys, at some point, we're, we're going to run out of things to buy because we have almost yeah. unlimited funds. Well, this is this is what I said to you pre-recording. Like the end of this episode, um, before I went into the stronghold, I went and sold all the stuff I had to the Duke, mm -hmm. and I had like ninety thousand Lee. All of my guns are maximum upgraded. I bought all of the handgun bullets, all of the sniper ammo. Uh, the only things I have left are to rebuy my old pistol, rebuy my old shotgun, which I and won't upgrade do. those. Yeah, which I could, I guess, but. Um, those two and i have a couple of mines and pipe bombs that i've saved just in mm -hmm. case um but i bought all of the ammo before i went to the stronghold which i'm glad i did because fuck me did i use it oh my god i even i maxed out like my ammo and stuff before i went into the stronghold and still struggled so much yeah it was such a go no well i mean i i bought i <clears throat> i bought all the ammo like i, I couldn't buy any more before we oh. went in i i went and stocked up I just remember us getting to the actual boss fight part with no ammo. literally no ammo. Yeah, yep. it, was a, it was a great yep. time. Um, so there is one other thing you do, but mm. it's on the way to the stronghold. So mm. I guess it can be a nice little segue. Um, gotcha. So as you 
I came out of the bit where the Duke is and there's signs that Heisenberg's put up. Um, huge, huge signs. Like, these things are massive. Massive. Um, sort of saying, like, the show must go on. Rose is waiting for you. And it leads you to the stronghold. Yeah. Um, now, as you walk up to the stronghold doors, you go up a set of stairs and the door's there. There's a bush on the left that you wouldn't know you could walk through. Mm. But it's just, I was like, that looks like the bush from the forest. Let me try to walk through it. Mm. And it takes you on a path that goes down to um, the source of the river that runs through the middle of that that east part of the village. Oh, interesting. And there's a big mill on this um, sort of ledge by the river. And you go inside and there's a giant fucking hammer, dude. If any of you guys, I know we didn't, Mm -hmm. Um, but if any of people listening did the mini boss at the house Benevito, um, you, it's the same principle. It's a giant dude with a hammer that gives you a crystal hammer when you kill it that sells for like 20,000 Lee. Um, but he's a pain in the ass. He's a pain in the ass cause he's giant. He's got a hammer and the, mm. the way it's laid out is that there's like a top level you can walk up the stairs to, and then it loops around and you can go down the stairs so you can be constantly moving but he can jump from the ground floor up, oh, to, up the to the top. The... Oh, that sucks. So it's, it's the same bus then. It's the one coming up, right? It's, it's, it's the, all three of them. They call the, In the guide, they call them the giants. Um, so they're, all, they're all similar. Yeah, it's a similar. It's a giant dude who jumps around and swings a hammer. Gotcha. Um, but he, when he screams, he summons, um, as Jared called them, the flying samosas. Um, flying samosas yeah he summons some of those zombie bird creatures into the fucking barn interesting Um, he used a lot of my ammo there's a couple of explosive barrels around that you can uh, you can shoot and stuff but he dies and you get a I think it's a crystal skull you get instead of a crystal hammer Mm -hmm. Um, and then you go through to the next room and there's a shit ton of meat. There's so much meat and poultry. It's unreal. Oh, the um, meat. it's interesting yeah. because I, when I got to this kind of crossroads, I saw the path to the left and I was like, oh, I remembered that like, that looks like it's accessible. Like I can, let me just try to go through there. Uh, and I walked through and I saw the area. I was like, which one do I go? Like, which one do I have to go to? Because I wanted to do a little exploring. Uh, I ended up going up the stairs instead of to the left through the bushes. I Cause I thought that the left of the bushes just connected around to that area. So like, oh, I'll just keep going up. And then I got lost in the onslaught of lichens that you fight going up that way. So I never actually went and did any of this mill stuff either. Yeah, because I, I believe once you enter the stronghold, I believe you can't turn around. If I remember, mm. the door shuts. Yep. So that's all you got from him is just is crystal skull for more money. Yeah, crystal skull. Um, it was kind of annoying because you enter the next room and there's loads of meat there. Right. But you can only grab a certain amount of it. Meat. Oh, really? So, That's interesting. Yeah. So it was like there was like literal um, display units of meat that had been like cut up and were being ready to be processed or something. I guess. How many times are we going to say meat in this podcast? I know. All I know. Uh, is this ha- what helped you with the Duke recipe things, like finding stuff yep. there, or ah? Yeah, yeah. It was that, and then. Um, I had some chicken nearby that I killed by the church. Um, oh, you bastard. And, 
and those two got me the health maximum increase slightly because there's a slightly a greatly and a significantly i think there's like three levels to it but you need like finest game to be able to get that one interesting yeah we should look into doing this because i've yet to do any of the duke recipe like upgrades because that would have benefited having more health and more i don't know what are the other ones like um, um so it's movement speed oh, that's right that's right health and i believe one of them is a damage decrease when blocking oh that's helpful um so yeah but that, that yeah it was it was an okay little area it was just it, it, it's kind of annoying because the village is at this point now it's just like a a ground for gaining money yeah. like it, it doesn't have anything to it now i mean at this point too and it could just be the time we spent with it, it seemed less and less significant each time we go back there. Like after every, you know, subsequent defeating of a Lord and then going back to the village and then finding something out, it seems like each time we do that, it feels less and less important. And especially in this one where Mm -hmm. so much so where I thought I didn't even need to do it. And I just went straight to the uh, stronghold. And from what you're telling me, I didn't really miss out on very much anyways. No, no. The, the thing is, it gives you ammo, but then you use the ammo to defeat the big guy. So yeah, yeah. And that's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh, you got like money for ammo, but I was like, I used that even if I had full ammo, which I did going into the stronghold. I used most of it getting to the mini boss at the very end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we're on Lycan's home turf. Oh gosh, so many. If you guys were ever annoyed by the lichens, are you're at this point? You're like, okay, because they usually show up in the village, and and you're like, okay, they're just kind of this throwaway enemy now. You're really gonna hate the stronghold because it is just ninety nine percent lichens <laughs> and a shit ton of them all just at a, once too. Just a nice heaping serving of lichens. Yeah, it's, it's I don't like, like him. These Ooh, guys. Oh. Well, well done. <laughs> that was uh, you worked that in there. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried to. I tried to shoehorn that in. Um, and now they've uh, they've also upgraded. It's like a Planet yes. of the Apes now. They can shoot arrows at you, which is yeah, fire annoying. arrows. To be fair, I was like, I shot by yeah. one. And I was like, the fuck? Are you using a bow? What are these yeah. things? <laughs> so, how do you want to talk about the stronghold? Because I mean, there's it's kind of like two sections. The first section it's kind of like in is, front of the castle, and then the second one is inside the lichen, like in like yeah, yeah. So you just open the gate in the first section. Mm. Um, well, I say just open the gate. There's a giant gate with a mechanism one floor above that needs to be pulled, and there's one on either side of the gate. And you walk in there, and loads of lichens appear. Mm-hmm. So you kill them, and then you pull one, more lichens appear, so you kill them. Um, it was like just a fucking onslaught. It makes that, yeah, that scene just... in the beginning where he throws us out of the house... Um, we meet the giant hammer dude first time. Oh yeah, it makes sense. This, that is, no, this is nothing compared play. to exactly. This is nothing compared to the amount of lichens that you have to fight. Granted, we are significantly more, you know, experienced and uh, equipped than the first time, but still, it's just. And this is kind of what Heisenberg was talking about. This is his quote unquote test for that last flask is going through the stronghold and defeating all his lichen is like mm-hmm. henchmen. Yeah, I mean, easily, I feel like there was at least 30 of them just in that gate section alone. Oh, 100%. And even though you do, I was talking about, you know, using a lot of ammo, there is a lot of uh, material scattered about so you can craft ammo. And, you know, whenever you kill lichens, they have a chance of dropping some kind of thing, whether it's, you know, herbs or uh, rusted scrap or anything like that that you can use to craft more ammunition. 
Mm. What was your um your weapons of choice for this? What did you kind of rely on the most? Honestly, I kind of like when you when I first walked into this section, I pulled out the sniper and I was using that a lot to kind of pick the lichens off from afar. Um, Literally everything. We ended up using every weapon imaginable. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, going to say I yeah. did the same. I, I I started off picking, and I always picked out the bow and arrow guys with the sniper. Oh yeah, the sniper's very um, fun to use. And what I found myself doing was when I pulled the gate mechanism, you can kind of back yourself into a corner so that they only come at you from up the ladder or from up the ledge. Mm. And I just sat there with the shotgun and just fucking blasted anyone that got close. And- well, that's what I did because when I went up to, like you were talking about, to open this gate, there are kind of these two levers on each side of the gate at a floor above, these two look mechanisms. So after I pulled the first mechanism, I kind of just sat in that corner with it and the lichens would either climb up the stairs or they'd jump from other platforms next to the mm-hmm. uh, next to the lever and I would just shotgun them. Or if I ran out of ammo, I'll use my pistol and then run down and gather material and craft ammo and then kind of do that over and over yeah. until I open both it sides. Is, it's handy that the second wave of lichens don't appear until you've pulled, or the third wave, we should say, don't appear until you've pulled the second lever. Correct. So you get a better respite and you can kind of craft yeah. and ammo up and things like that. Yeah, you do have um, a little time to, to stock up before the next wa- onslaught of lichens show up. Mm, yeah it's still a pain though yeah. it was it was like a catch-22 because i was like you know backing myself into this corner by the lever in my head was the most practical thing because then i couldn't be i couldn't be flanked there was like right, 10 exactly. of them that's that's exactly what i what i was thinking too but then at the same point after when i managed to kill them i was like i'm so lucky that i didn't because i mean if i didn't have the shotgun or if something happened if i run out of shotgun shells I would have been screwed because the shotgun was hitting two or three at a time and blasting them away. That's what I was going to say is not only is the shotgun effective in hitting multiples, but it does have a knockback with it. Like even when you're shooting them with the pistol, they're doing damage, but they're still like, you know, slowly walking towards you as they're just getting hit where the Mm -hmm. shotgun actually knocks them fully back. You can knock them down the stairs. You can knock them them off the the ledge. Yeah. If you knock them off the ledge onto the floor below, um, you give yourself a lot of breathing space. Yeah, I had this. I had the same thought process. Cause I was like, "Oh, if I'm in this corner, then you know I can't get attacked from behind." But the corner is also small, and I found myself getting overwhelmed with lichens most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it, it's one of those things that's simple enough in theory. There isn't much to say. Yeah, you kind of pull the mechanism and shoot. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I don't want to feel like we're downplaying it too much, but that that's all there is to that section. Yeah, that's essentially just the gist of it. There are in a couple sections some like explosive barrels littered about, so you could also use mm-hmm. that to you know kind of get a group of lichens around that certain area, and then you know shoot the explosive barrels to take multiple. We got our uh, what was it planning achievement? Whatever Ben got last episode. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, where you kill like. Uh, oh, you kill like a couple in in one blast. Yeah, because I, got, I, got, I managed to get a good amount of them around a barrel and shot it and killed like I don't know three or four at one time. Yeah, yeah. You definitely they they onslaught you, but at the same time, the developers have given you enough of a playground and enough resources that mm. you can manage. I mean, you you get close. Like, don't get me wrong. Even in the boss fight at the end, I was very close to running out of ammo. But I never oh, I ran out of ammo. <laughs> I was I pers- I was to say I was lucky I never ran out of ammo. The first time um, I did this mini boss, I completely ran it like just knife. Yeah. Like it, oh, was, shit. it was it was real bad. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to that in a second, but it was 
not good. Um, might have been because I I hadn't bought any ammo from the Duke, so I went in there with like ninety seven pistol ammo or something. I, I yeah, I had the same. I had like ninety nine pistol ammo and managed to use all of it. Oh shit! <laughs> Just on my way up. Um. Well, next section. Yes, inside the stronghold. We are now inside, and it's essentially like a a rinse and repeat kind of situation. Um, mm-hmm. you you're making your way through this grand hall that mm. the, the only way i can explain it is like you know at like the zoo when you go and see like the monkeys or something and they have like the frames that they can like climb up and move along and like yeah it, it's very similar to that there's a lot of running space for the lichens lots of beams for them to climb up and down and like you're essentially trying to make your way to the other end of the hall where there's mm. a door that you go through to take you to right. the next area I will say one thing, right when you walk inside the stronghold, you kind of have like this grand spiral stone like staircase looking thing that goes all the way up like the middle of this castle. Uh, and I thought you had to climb these stairs. I immediately like, because there's a save point at the bottom of them and I saved and I cl- I went around the stairs and there's a gap between where you're standing and the next staircase. So I was trying to figure out how to get up there and there's just a hallway you have to go down. You don't have to climb up the stairs at all. I was just dumb. Oh, <laughs> Oh dear, um, but if I remember, this is the bit where you you go to the other end of the hall and then you have to zip line across. To- right. Yes. Well, this is where this we is did where not the- know what we had to do for a very right. long it time. It took me a fucking long time as we well. We just kept fighting waves of lichens. Like, is this yeah. ever going to end? And it doesn't, unless it, until you progress, it, the waves of lichens don't stop, and that's why yeah. I ran out of a lot of my ammo. Oh, okay. Yeah, we, just, right. we just fought them for like an hour. Like, well, oh. I, I, I just assume like, okay, there's going to be like a wave of them and then I'll kill them and then I can progress. And so in the meantime, while trying to figure out how to progress to that door in the back, I was just walking around and trying to end shooting lichens, but the lichen uh, waves will not stop until you progress. And that's where we lost a lot of our ammo. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Because what you, what you do is you essentially just, you run to the other side of the hall and, and then yeah, you, you go up the stairs and then you zip line across to back to the first side mm-hmm. and then make your way along uh, to the door where a giant armored lichen right. uh, jumps down. Well, I say giant, I shouldn't say giant, a armored lichen yeah. um, jumps when, down. Yeah, when you zip line across, there's kind of like to back towards the other side, there's a staircase that leads you up and over kind of this uh, this little awning area so you can get to the other side. Because otherwise, there's, there's this giant, you know, stone wall that you really can't get to without going up those stairs yeah but once you reach that door big boy uh armored lichen comes out and at this point i had no ammo i had like a couple pipe bombs and like maybe three sniper bullets and i was I like we I'm had fucked. two of the we had two of the um revolver ammo or whatever mm, yeah mm-hmm. magnum ammo and then <laughs> maybe a couple sniper bullets and a couple of oh, shots shit. with a handgun i mean you do you can run around in here and pick stuff up as you fight this guy right. which is nice i mean and the lichens drop resources which you can make to build ammo but mm-hmm. at a certain point we couldn't build anything else there's nothing left around us and we were just uh we were flapping, flapping the worst the, one is flapping in the wind yeah. the worst one is like when you're you're trying to like craft say handgun ammo and you need three components and you don't have one component and that's how it was a lot of the time like with a lot of those i found that i was just missing like 
gunpowder or I was just missing missing like some rusted scrap and I was like I, I just need one I just need one so I can make some ammo please <laughs> yeah I uh, later on during the mini boss fight I'm so glad that this game pauses when you open your inventory oh, oh um, that saved me so many times you know how much yeah. I'm crafting during that boss fight <laughs> I just love the idea of Ethan like hold, hold up guys hold up hold up and I'm time out time out pause pause guys pause yeah just standing there with some rusted scrap and some chem fluid um yeah. But yeah, just, they were just sitting cross leg on the floor, like putting <laughs> together his ammunition. There were times when I had to choose between: did I want to use the chem fluid to make bullets, or did I want to use the chem fluid to make magic juice and heal? Yeah, um, and it really, and it really is a a decision. Because I'm sitting there on the crafting screen, I'm like, do I keep running around and like knife some lichens, or I have a couple pistol ammo, or do I use my chem fluid to make something else? I can make explosive bullets, which can kill more lichens. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was sitting on the on the crafting menu, trying to make those decisions a lot during this. Yeah, the the armored lichen, I think I took down. Um, I I was running around with my my um, grenade launcher out anyway, mm-hmm. um, and as he dropped down, it was like him and three lichens around him, and I just instinctively shot it off, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I placed the mine down on the walkway. Mm-hmm. And then ran away. So then, as they followed me, they all got blown up. See, I did um, a, a similar thing, but much less graceful. Is obviously <laughs> when you get to the top, the lichen and the armored lichens come towards you. I managed to get some good sniper headshots off on the armored lichen to at least get his helmet off. Um, but at that point, I didn't have any ammo, and so I was like, okay, I had some flashbang, so I was kind of shooting that to, uh, you know, slow them down a bit. But they got me to the stairs, and as I was walking down the stairs, I just put a mine down, and it exploded both of us. I managed to kill them, but I also took a lot of damage <laughs> in the process. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, at least, you, at least you took them. That's the fin. Yeah, yeah. So it was my, it was my one lone uh, mine oh, that I, ended up taking them out. <laughs> I didn't do this part. I was just looking at the walkthrough. Apparently, there's like a big lichen beast that you can kill in... Um, that's by uh hide the church oh i heard it it's by luisa's house yeah i heard it roar in the field and i was like nope and i just ran <laughs> is it the same is it the same things we were fighting last time like the werewolf things or is it a different it's it's bigger it looks more mm. of um like an apexy version of it, it. also it's... in the in the picture of the walkthrough it has like spears or something like in its body like it had oh yeah like been you... in battle already yeah you can tell that um it, it is gonna be hard to beat but Aww. i didn't i didn't bother trying I had enough stressful time with this and the Urias fight that <laughs> that was enough, that was enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I believe now is the Urias fight, right? You you go yeah, you through go, that part, and yeah, you go through that the the door at the top of the, those stairs. Um, and there's a couple of things in here that you can get. There's magnum ammo, which definitely helped me. Uh, oh, 100%. I think I think I got some sniper bullets and maybe a couple shotgun rounds. Mm. Yeah, I think I think there's some um, explosive rounds as well. Yes. Oh, yes. I think I had I had like nine sniper bullets, two explosive rounds, and then like three magnum bullets or two magnum bullets. That's what I went into the Urias boss fight with. Jesus, I di- I didn't have much better to be fair. I had next to no shotgun ammo. Yeah. I had like four magnum bullets, two mm. grenades, and like maybe 30 pistol ammo in this fucking screenshot is showing that they have 14 bullets in the pistol and 69 bullets spare i had no way i had like a third of that maybe like if i was lucky i did not have a ton of of this but uh as you progress you're kind of just 
walking further and further down into like the depths of this castle. And there's a point where you're kind of like shimmying sideways, you know, the classic like not loading screen, loading screen that games do where they have you shimmy in between walls. Uh, I don't know if that was the case in this instance, but it just reminded me of that. And Mm -hmm. as you shimmy through, you kind of can see cracks through the walls and there's lichens just eating these people that are chained up from inside of this cave and crawling around little, and little, little dried meat snacks. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's their house. This, this is the snack room. This is the, this is the foyer. <laughs> it's so the pantry. The yeah, <laughs> exactly. This is the pantry. We're just getting the full tour of the, of like home. Yeah. But yeah, they seem to have um, like dragged these people from the village to their den. And then they just casually, when they're hungry and there's no food in the village, just, on them. just chow down. Yeah. 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 A little morsel. Yeah. A little, little, just a little bit. Uh, yeah, after you, after you get out of the that little shimmy place, there is a save point right before the Urias fight, which is nice. Yeah, I was going to say, I knew the Urias fight was coming because after that section, there's a save point and a shit ton of ammo. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. It, it, something's going down. It's the stereotypical... Uh, trope of video game save rooms here's the save point and a lot of ammo and you're like "Ah, okay here we go unfortunately even that amount of ammo wasn't enough for me to at least beat your eyes on my first try oh did you not oh no 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 fuck how many did it take you just two i beat my second time around which okay it was i think it was just because i didn't know what to expect going in the first time and obviously the second Mm -hmm. time i just landed a lot more you know lucky headshots and used the magnum to get uh, both my magnum shots that i had landed headshots which were very helpful yeah i mean i moro and urias are both i don't want to say they're dark souls bosses but they they have that like they have that dark souls sense to them in the sense Mm -hmm. of like okay i need to learn your attacks so urias he like so you walk into the room after the save point and there's a bunch of pillars. It's essentially a cave, mm-hmm. and there's a hole at the top, and you see Urias's head poke through, and then he jumps down onto this platform, and that's the beginning of the boss fight. So he has a couple of attacks. His favorite one to do is to go onto the platform, jump, and swing the hammer down as hard as he can. Mm. Um, he also likes to spin around in a circle with the hammer, which mm. is fucking annoying. Yeah, it's awful. He will just walk up and try to pummel you with the hammer. Yeah. Or he will pick up one of the pillars and throw the pillar across the room. Yeah. He also will jump onto this platform and he'll scream to summon some more lichens down that you have to fight to. Yes, as he well will. As yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's that's what I kind of meant when I was talking like Dark Souls. It's a case of like learn the pattern, learn the mm. attacks. Like if he puts his hammer on his back and walks towards the pillar, you need to get into cover because if that yeah. thing hits you, you're gonna you're gonna know about it. And I think that's why I, it was so easy the second time is because I knew the powder. I had already gone to the boss fight once, and I died because of lack of ammo. Like I ran out of ammo, that's why I died because I just had a knife, and there weren't enough lichens coming down. God, that's awful. Get, yeah. Did you I, take all? Did you take all of the ammo from the alcove? Yep. Bits in the wall. Oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah, we took we took it all. Still ran out. Still just that, had a knife. That, also, it's just, it's just not a very pleasant boss battle. It's just a very tight U-shaped room. Well, I made a very big mistake early on is that it's a semicircle, but the way that it's alluded is that I thought it was a circle. So I was like, sweet, I'll just run around the back and get him from behind. <laughs> that, that red door, it's just locked and you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I, I was very lucky. Um, mm. I think it was because I didn't, I, I think that hall in the section beforehand with the armored lichen, I think that really screwed you over yeah. by the sound of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I managed to get through just by the skin of my teeth. I think I used like four lots of the fucking healing potions and mm. I made so much ammo and it, it was, yeah. I got that very being, lucky. Yeah. That being said, there's also, I think that's what you're talking about. The little alcoves in this boss area. There are, you know, med kits and there are shotgun bullets and there, there is material in this area as well. Yeah. That I still yeah, ran definitely. out of with. See, my problem was that, and I kind of found this out later that I was using a lot of my, the ammo as well on Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's aliens coming. They're here. The lichens um, are here. <laughs> the lichens are here. Oh shit. Oh. Um, one of the things that I was doing was also using a lot of my ammo on just the small lichens that he was calling. Yeah. And I, I learned really quickly that if I could just, you know, back them into a corner, I'll have them follow me. And if Uriah slams his hammer down, he'll just kill them for me. So I was just having Uriah kill the lichens for me. So I didn't have to waste my ammo on them. And that was one of the, that was, that was really helpful. Yeah. That and the, the habit I got into, I only had like two explosive rounds, mm. but the habit I got into was anytime he jumped on the platform, I switched yes. to my grenade yes. launcher. Yep. And then, and- if he jumped, I knew he was coming for me. And if he roared, I waited for the lichens to drop down, and shot them it. all with an explosive round, and yeah. that either killed them or took most of their health so they were easier. Yeah, the second time through, uh, obviously, I'd read the walkthrough at this point. So I was like, okay, what, what's like the, the ideal way to do this? Um, and that was one of the things is when Uriah jumps onto the platform above and he calls for the lichens, wait till the, all the lichens get on that platform and then just shoot an explosive round up there, which really helped as well. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the first time we struggled a lot, and then it was it was pretty easy. It was like oh, yeah. suddenly it, was, suddenly it, it was kind of just quickly. clicked, and yeah, yeah. And that's what I meant, like when I said about Dark Souls. It's like a it's an experience thing. Yeah. Like the I first... did waste. Sorry, I was gonna say I did waste yeah. three of my Magnum bullets. Um, I shot one in his head. Shot the other one in his head, and then there were ones where. I shot, and just as I was on the trigger, he sort of moved or something. Oh, that's the worst feeling. The little dodge. Oh, it's just like, even just like, when he, he does this like animation where he like, when he swings his hammer, and his head just kind of bops a little bit, and it's yeah. one of those things, that if it's just badly timed, mm-hmm. you will, and I didn't mind missing with pistol ammo, but missing with magnum ammo they is also, like... They also do so much damage too, so that's the thing. It's yeah, not only yeah. are they, they're rare and in between finding ammo for this gun in general, but they do so much damage, and that's kind of what helped me as well, because I'm pretty sure I missed both my magnum shots the first time around, and then I landed two. I, I landed both headshots the second time, and I that was my last kill. My mm-hmm. The last bullet I killed him with was one of the magnum Oh, that, That's a good redemption story. I wonder though. if magnum ammo okay. is only very effective against lichen type and because of the, it's called the wolfsbane right oh. they're like silver bullets Ooh, oh no. that's that's very true okay yeah so maybe they're more yeah, effective against lichens yeah because mm. i mean we put down the the big dog last episode with like with two, two shots yeah, exactly yeah yeah mm. maybe i mean we have nothing to test against now so <laughs> if, if only there was actual some uh world building or plot in this game we might know but instead uh it's just oh, fucking collective fun mm. Even um, Winter's action hero. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. I think the 
Urias boss fight was fine. I think obviously, like you said, learning the patterns helped because that was a lot of the things that you know threw me off the first time. You know, the first time he grabs one of the pillars and you're like, oh, oh, she, you can do that and tosses it at you. I was not expecting. It. I got totally destroyed and hit by one of them the first time around. What yeah, is the, isn't isn't in six there a boss? Yeah, there is. It's like early on in the house where you're fighting like with pillars, just fucking reusing the same uh, boss fight mechanic. I mean, they're, they're like house pillars, but doesn't he have to like break them down with a chainsaw or something like that? Do I don't remember. It was seven. That's also, um, seven, I don't remember. Sorry. I know Who's there's that? one where we fight the, what the old dude with a chainsaw, but it, I don't think the, there's pillars in there, but I don't think they have anything to do with the fight itself other than just using it as protection against him, like hiding behind okay. him. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it was an okay boss fight. It was a very sort of, tense um i i would have liked i don't know man i wanted even if we didn't fight him now i wanted heisenberg to kind of be here Mm. you know at least just like show up or something like yeah like i i I, I mean that would have been amazing but i i at least expected him to like we walk into the room and him be like oh even you made it this far here's the final challenge mm. and he like sort of summons urias down yeah, yeah. and then we fight seen Heisenberg one time this entire game yeah. and that yeah, was, exactly that's it sorry go sorry i was gonna say even if he summoned urias and walked off sort of cocky thinking that urias was gonna beat us like that would have been better yeah. rather than afterwards um when he just comes through the tv again yeah yeah no i definitely i definitely feel that he does come off as a character that's that's more of just like have other people get things done for him like he's just chilling somewhere i'm like yeah send the legends are like yeah arise go go take care of this guy and rather than doing them himself until mm-hmm. until it's absolutely I necessary but I, I i agree that it's that's not an excuse it's still bad. i would agree with you if we had any actual interaction with fucking heisenberg except for the sassy opening cutscene of like yeah. when we get captured yeah. I mean, other than that, we've had no actual interactions with him. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I know that's who he is? Maybe he's a very yeah. proactive, murdery, stabby stabber. I don't yeah. know. But I mean, he was. I mean, he seems to love the game, the chase, and that kind of came through in that beginning scene where he was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna count down from ten. You better hurry!" And all the lichens were creeping towards him. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of can see it. Why does that's... he have control of the lichens? Where do lichens come from? These mm-hmm. are questions that I, I still mean, have we, not answered. We we know where lichens come from. Um, daddy likens. Daddy, yeah. When a mommy dad, when a mommy likens, and a daddy likens, love each other very much. Yeah, it was. Um, Are you talking about Mr. McGulliger's experiments? Is that yeah the the card the cardo or whatever yeah. it was? Yeah, he was. Well, why does Heisenberg get to control them and not Mr. Uh, fucking Hunchback of the Lake or whatever? Also, Mother Miranda. <laughs> what what, what is, is her she? purpose? What What's does she want? Purpose? Well, I believe Where did she come from. Where did she go? I'm. Conv- is she Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm, this is where I'm getting confused because all right, we, we should say so after the fight yeah. um, a red door on the side unlocks you walk through to the mm-hmm. next room and you are presented with the torso flask on the desk yeah. and Heisenberg comes through the TV and, and again it's not even Heisenberg it's the symbol and his voice and just his voice right and he essentially, I can't remember what he says, I'll paraphrase, but he, he says something along the lines of like, well done, you completed the challenge. Now you need to put all four, four of the flasks into the altar, referring to the altar by Duke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and th- th- that that's it. 
my uh my guess for this was that they could not put the uh whatever flasks pieces in. flasks in the altar and so they had to trick us into doing it yeah. oh. um, i mean that's that's kind of what i was hinting to in the last episode what i was thinking is you know maybe mother miranda couldn't do that herself so she gave it to these four lords hoping that we would go and take them from them and then put them in the altar that'd be interesting i i have the ethan winters i have a the power. different theory which oh, be interesting. let's hear it hit us with your theory i i think that this was actually mother miranda's plot and i think that she's gonna use rose to bring back this child that she lost but so, so my understanding is that mother miranda was involved in the creation of the four lords because right. we, i think we should say i can't remember where it was in this section but we learned that somebody called alcina d who was of noble descent um was injected with this cardo stuff that moreau was messing with Mm-hmm. And she took to it very well, and she gained the ability to transform her body. It's very obviously Lady D that they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So, to me, it seems like Mother Miranda either created or was involved in the creation of the Four Lords. Oh, for sure. She, yep. But I think she used us to kill the Four Lords because she knew if she brought back her actual blood child the four lords would be jealous and attempt to kill the child. And for some reason, maybe it's like a power thing or something. Yeah. That's an interesting theory too, because we kind of get that a little bit. I mean, the conversations that we saw when Lady D was talking to uh, Mother Miranda on the phone and like some of the, her journal, journal, journal entries show that like, why doesn't she, aren't I more than some of these other people? Don't I mean more to her? And then same Mm -hmm. thing with Mordeaux, where he's just like wanting the love of this, you know, motherly figure and just wanting to be accepted and not feeling accepted. I wonder if she thought that if she brought back her real daughter, these people would think they were not enough for her or they, we're we're, we're your real kids. Like we need the attention. Yeah. It's the sort of, I mean, to, to dumb it down, it's like the stereotypical, you know, stepchild stepparent kind of situation um you know where you've got like sort of like love being given to somebody and then the real child's like well you know what the fuck like i'm the real child yeah, yeah. um but yeah i mean it, I, that's my personal opinion it could be it could be either to be honest because truth be told at this point in the game we don't know anything fuck all literally anything happening. yeah I'd imagine it's going to snowball in... Because, I mean, we only have one section left. We've got the actual Heisenberg yeah. fight. Even and... if it snowballs together in the end to form some form of narrative, like... I just Pacing don't... issues. Yeah. It's like nothing for the entire game, and then all of a sudden yeah. you get all the answers. Where the, it, it, like it might be similar to, like, you know, in Metal Gear Solid, even though that game did give us a lot of lore throughout the game, it was kind of just, like, quickly wrapped up in the end, and it's like, and here's all the information. Okay, good. Bye. Credits. I don't yeah, think see, it'll be similar to that in this game. The thing is, I feel like I feel like Metal Gear gets away with that because not just because I like it, but <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear gets away with it, guys, because it's Metal Gear. Because <laughs> it's my favorite game. Yeah, dude, please. Um no, in all seriousness, like when we were playing, you know, at one point I remember tracking the number of conspiracies we had, and we had like six or seven conspiracies <laughs> so as to what conspiracies. was happening. But that's what I mean is like we we drip fed 
in Metal Gear, you're drip-fed information, and then you're drip-fed drip-fed contradictory information that makes you kind of question everything that's happening. But you still mm. get to form your own opinions that have a little bit of backing to them. When it comes to this, it's like you guys could be right that they couldn't use the flasks themselves. I like they're both equally valid. Like nobody fucking knows because we don't. Yeah, we don't know shit. At the minute, we've just been shooting first and asking questions later. Shooting first and asking questions later. That's how we do it around here. That's how we do it. I'm Ethan Winters. What was it Mantis says? Taking uh, taking ass and kicking names or something? Taking names oh. and kicking ass. Taking ass and kicking names. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. I've been taking some ass and kicking names. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an MCU reference. One of the characters, Mantis, she gets it wrong. Oh, she's I do like, remember that. It's the little, oh, you said Mantis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, we're taking names, and, uh, taking ass and kicking names. And Star Wars just like, uh, that's okay. Not, that's not right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all for this section. It was it was pretty straightforward. The village really didn't have anything narratively to add. I mean, honestly, the stronghold didn't have anything really narratively to add aside from progression can, and like getting closer to the end. But can I ask a quick question? Do you think sure, that sure. that is? Um, do you think that the reason the village is because there's a lot of importance on the minute and money and stuff like that? So, yeah. do you think the game's trying to make us? power ourselves up for the mother miranda fight or maybe even for the heisenberg fight like is it a case of if you hadn't say you hadn't used the gunsmithy stuff to increase your guns would you struggle i i think i think i can see that i think if you i mean i don't know if it felt so passive to us like we weren't intentionally trying to go out of our way to get money because what i was thinking is like maybe they kind of like back-ended it a lot so that if you manage to not get any money or not sell anything throughout the game here's a big section where there's lots of opportunities to get more money um but, but then, then also again, how would you like how would you not have bought stuff earlier right earlier? exactly not only how would you not have done that like i said i feel like with kai and i we weren't intentionally trying to get money we were just actively going through the game or passively going through the game and just collecting money and stuff as we went through and still had a shit ton of money mm. yeah but yeah i mean I feel bad. I feel like we've kind of done those listening a bit of an injustice, but there just really isn't much to talk about in this section. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, even even if we had gone through a lot of the village stuff, this section is just a little bit shorter than normal. So I think then that's mm-hmm. just that's a, that's okay. And we get to have this is the second to last episode. Next episode is the finale, Heisenberg's <laughs> factory, and the end of Resident Evil Village. Guys, I feel like we just started this game. It's wild that we're already done. Do you know what else is wild? This wild. game came out five months ago. That's so I I know I remember when Kai first brought it up. He's like, oh yeah, it came out this year. I was like, this game came out this year. I was like, I thought this was last year. I believe it was like May 2021 it came out. It's it's wild that this game is was, that new. Yeah, I was listening to um an episode of Jizzle, Jiggle Physics. <laughs> Jizzle, Jizzle, Jizzle Physics? Jizzle Physics. That's that's the all male version. It, 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 <laughs> it's okay. There's an episode with them where they're talking about cupcakes and one of the uh, co-hosts says come cakes instead and it was hilarious. Oh god. <laughs> but yeah, they one of them said it, I can't remember which one it was, but um they were like, Oh yeah, it came out May 2021. I was like and I'm wait what I felt like this game come out last year this does feel like a game that came out last year granted what is time anymore yeah time time is a flat circle this could be our shortest episode guys I think our shortest I just looked it was like 52 minutes for intelligent cube so oh that's true I don't know I think the my dream is coming true 
the, <laughs> the second to last episode of Super Mario RPG was like 55 minutes or so. I mean, we still have yet to go around and talk about our individual reactions. True, to it's true. I'm about right. to go fucking off. So. <clears throat> oh, let's leave that to last then. Can I go okay. first? Ben, go first. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I've got nothing else to say, really. Um, <laughs> it was like, cool, uh, get, get stuff, uh, sell stuff, get ammo, shoot big guy mm-hmm. um it was okay i could have done with at least a, like i said if if i would have loved this section if heisenberg was just there to summon the big fucking wolf dude at the end urias i think was that his name yeah urias yeah so if like heisenberg was at the top and he was like oh this is the final challenge and then he just puts his hammer over his shoulder turns around and walks off and then urias jumps down like that would have made this so much better um but overall yeah just an an, an acceptable section i think whelmed <clears throat> yeah it was it was it was very eh. yeah um yeah I, I i agree i think that you know this game has kind of been teasing us <laughs> this whole time and it's like what are we doing what, what what's happening again i think if you like step back and try to think about that too much then you're going to be like what is going on in this game? What is happening? What is the story? Imagine playing a game for a podcast where you critique it and critiquing <laughs> the game. Like, how dare you? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that I like the Uri- Urias boss fight. I think that what you're saying, Ben, about having Heisenberg be there, I think that would that would have helped, you know, just something with him because we haven't seen much of Heisenberg at all. And he... I mean, when we started this, we thought Lady D was supposed to be the main bad of this game. And then, you know, it, it seems like it's Mother Miranda, but we still don't know that much about her. Heisenberg seems like he's kind of like the head honcho around here. But again, we we've, we've, haven't seen much of him either. And maybe that's intentional. Maybe they're, you know, shrouding these characters in mystery for some, you know, crazy batshit ending, which, you know, Resident Evil games are known for. So I would not be surprised if next week we're just like, what the fuck happened? Um but yeah, I, I struggled a bit, but I think that, you know, the, the Urias boss fight did feel like, like you're saying, a Dark Souls boss where you had to, um, you had to kind of learn the boss's behavior. And I think after doing that, it made it so much easier, but still like the initial boss fight with Urias and the stress and the, you know, panic that I felt in the very first time experiencing him. I was, it was fun. I, I enjoyed my time doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it kind of seems like at the end of this, it's just been like, collect this, go here, shoot this. And we haven't got a lot of super compelling narrative in these last two sections yet. So Yeah, you sort of, you come at the end of it and you're like, well, that was that was certainly a section of a game. I, <laughs> exactly. I definitely played something. Yeah, yeah. And again, it, I guess it depends on what you're you're bringing or what you're wanting from the experience. Because if you're wanting for like mindless fun. If you want fun, to gameplay your plot. Uh, right, exactly. If you're looking for mindless fun and shooting, <laughs> like, yeah, this game is has fun ga- gunplay to it. And I really enjoy that. But especially towards the end here, I'm kind of seeing the the narrative and the plot kind of kind of peter out a little bit. And that can completely change <laughs> in the next episode. Maybe, maybe that'll I, be I imagine it will, but I'm curious. I want to yeah. hear Kai go off now. Okay, go for it, buddy. Uh, yeah. So there's a negative world building, which is very interesting. I've never played a game that does such a bad job defining the environment of what you're playing in. 
Like, and, and even more interestingly, it's almost like they gave up kind of midway through making the game because the beginning, mm-hmm. you at least have a little bit. Like, you have the family in the village uh, section that there's, like, this whole, like, power dynamic that kind of, you know, obviously comes out of nowhere. But then everyone dies, and, like, that's it. Like, that was all they did. They are like, that's it. That's all the narrative you get. And we're going to give you a little insight and then everything else is just going to be like you having to read shit that you find that you may or may not find. And that's how we're going to inform you of everything. And it's like, why am I here? What, where, what, what is the lore of why this is happening here? Like they just did a terrible job defining what is going on, why they built the story in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's very disappointing, especially compared to seven. Yeah. Uh, where I think they did a, a much better job of, of those things in particular. Like, I don't care that you get to shoot more and that there's a, a fucking RPG system to upgrade guns. Like, that stuff doesn't matter to me. It never has. So it's like, yeah. I'm, I would much rather have a compelling narrative and have to, like, ration ammo an entire game and fight less and it be less of, like, an aggressive shooter than have, you know, endless waves of enemies, but then just, like, no definition to why they exist. Which yeah. is just, you know, it's been it's been a frustrating process. And especially, I think this section really, like, kind of w- was the weakest section I think we've played. But also a perfect description of, of what the game lacks in general. Which, this section lacked context. It lacked narrative depth. It lacked world building. It lacked mm. uh, anything but what felt like a free-for-all shoot-em-up of uh, repetitive enemies that have bad diversity. Like, yeah. and that's the thing, the lichens themselves, it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's like three lichen skins, but they all fight the same way. It's not, yeah. there's not anything yeah. interesting that kind of really changes it up in this section. We don't get a new weapon that really changes anything up. And even mm-hmm. the Urias boss fight, like, comparatively to this other side boss, I mean, I guess it is a mini boss anyway, but compared to the other mini boss fights that Ben has gone through, uh, like, you know, what, what, what is the difference? Like, other than that, it's forced upon the player and that you have to complete it to, you know, move on through the, uh, you know, the rest of the game. It's like, all you get out of mm. it is a crystal hammer. And as we said a million times, money is not a problem in this game. There is no, no necessary balance where it's like, at any point, I felt that I needed any more money. So it's like, okay, you put me through this for no reason. And now, you know. I have to kill this enemy that you didn't even like explain why they're here or why they're serving Heisenberg. Like that would have been a perfect opportunity. I get that lichens are supposed to be like mindless, dumb creatures, but I mean, no, yes. Sorry. I just, when you said that, I just thought like that would have been perfect. Like if we walk into the room where the boss fight is and Heisenberg has this little monologue as to why he can control the lichens and why they mm-hmm. serve him and then he just fucks off, like that would have been perfect. I mean, it doesn't even have to be Heisenberg. Have Urias do it. Urias is supposed to be the big daddy lichen anyway. So it'd be like, it would have been a perfect moment to like make it an interesting plot of being like, you know, Urias being the king of the lichens and just kind of having this weaving or like we've always been disrespected we've always been treated as second class citizens and then heisenberg showed us that Mm. our true power you know allows us and like it's clear that heisenberg is using them but that heisenberg sold to them that they are you know Mm. better than humans who have chased them out of the village for their entire existence and like that's compelling that makes me that that adds an emotional element whereas in the current form it's just like eh. 
Yeah, I, I think, think that would also like good. build up Heisenberg as well because you know if mm-hmm. you're if lichens are supposed to be like these mindless you know aggressive animals and then Urias comes around and he's you know bigger he's better he can talk he he kind of explains why he's the ruler <clears throat> or like the king of the lichens and he's clearly bigger than uh, Heisenberg like Urias is huge and yeah. looks physically stronger but if Heisenberg still controls him that might you know, show a little bit about Heisenberg. Like, what did they go through to have Heisenberg have the power dynamic over the Lycans and not Urias? Like, was there, did they fight? Did they fight? And now he has control of the Lycans and everything. Like, that would have been a cool mm. uh, dynamic and a, a better way of building the world too. Yeah, even if they kind of dumbed it down and made it like a like an alpha fin or something, you know? Like, mm. if Heisenberg had bested you, Sarah, in, in battle or some shit, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, he's the dominant. Because, I mean, like, they're technically... They're based off of wolves, right? And wolves supposedly have the alpha mouth. Like that's that's like a uh, contested argument nowadays. But like, you know, there's a whole idea of like the pack leader and things like that. So if Heisenberg had done something to best use use air and become pack leader, that would at least explain why they follow him. Yeah, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the game for the atmosphere and for what it's pulling out. You know, yeah. like House Benevito is is probably going to be something that I remember in terms of a horror experience for for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. The problem um, with, with that is that House Benevito is completely separate from the rest of the game, and like that's exactly. why, like the section we liked the most felt the littlest like the rest of the game, which is strange. Yeah, I think the reason I liked it most is because I, I was expecting some action, but. I wanted a survival horror experience, yeah. mm. you know, and this section especially, you know, I mean, the, the castle was kind of survival horror-ish, you know, and then House Benevito definitely, Reservoir wasn't, and then Stronghold definitely was not. This felt like fucking Doom with a Resi 8 skin on it, yeah. you know, and instead of shooting imps, I was shooting lichens and like, it, I don't know. It just I mean that's the thing, is it's like no one plays Resident Evil for a shooter. And like despite Jared you saying that you enjoyed the gunplay aspect, it's like the gunplay mm-hmm. isn't that good. Like no. There are games that have much better like you know mechanics when it comes to shooting and guns and gun adjustments and it's like no one wants to play resident evil because they're like yeah i just want to blast through a bunch of enemies go play doom like if you want a game with no narrative where you're just killing a bunch of shit go play doom like it's fine but like resident evil has always been more about the world building all more about like conservation of resources you know looking like and i don't mind the the fetch quest stuff uh for the most part that this game does like that's expected in resident evil i think at this point where you know you have to go you know, there's optional items that kind of further show you hidden things in the story or hidden things in the environment that you're like, oh, like, yeah. the, and the, the Lady D thing is a perfect example of that at the end of this section where it's like, mm-hmm. you would have never known that she had been given the the kadoo, uh if you didn't go and read that in journal entry, which is fine. Like, that that's okay. Yeah. But like, you also need to have some form of like rough supports built on the outside that, that at least compel the player to continue yeah uh rather than just having like a very linear path that we're kind of forced to go on and like that even even the section where the duke kind of shows us you know where the the four are like there's no payoff there like we didn't do anything it was just more we're a passive protagonist and we're like 
yeah. I have to find my daughter, even though she's in some fucking flasks and I don't even know if she'll <laughs> ever be alive again. And the dude is just like, go here, go here, do this, do this. And then you're done. And it's like, but why? And what are mm-hmm. you getting out of this? And and it's just, it's missing something. And maybe that's because I don't know if they like finished this game in quarantine and like the separation from individuals building the game led to like a feeling of separation within the game. That's the only thing I can think of because obviously Resident Evil has successfully made games previously where there is a feeling of like, despite being completely isolated, you feel like you're part of a story, whereas this feels completely separate. Um, and so it's, yeah. it's disappointing and, and maybe it will tie together in the end. But but even then, as we said previously, there's going to be pacing issues then because you can't have 90 yeah. percent of a game where nothing happens. And then the last 10 percent of a game where every single thing happens like, yeah, it's, it's going to be way too much. So I, I, wonder, I always wonder what kind of like feedback they got from seven, you know, because uh, it was critically acclaimed. Man. No, like, no, I, I know, but like changing into having more combat because seven has combat. It's just far and in between and less frequent than this is. There's a lot more of the House Benevito sections and more puzzly suspense sections in seven than there yeah, are. It's, in it's a Resi game. Yeah. So I, I think I, think I don't. This- know, I think that like I mean, this is just me speculating, right? Like yeah. I, it, it feels like. Seven was such a great success that we're like, okay, people loved seven. We've remade one, two, and three. Well, people love four. Okay, let's combine the elements of Resi Four with what we had in Resi Seven, and that's what it feels yeah. like. But I mean, I even think I that, think like, they leaned too much into Resi Four personally. Yeah, I I think that even with Res, Res, Resi Four, I mean, I've seen and played maybe a snippet of that game but that game seems to do a better job of the you know survival hoarder horror shooter than survival hoarder <laughs> that is what these games are welcome to survival hoarder it's just literally a collect-a-thon on nbc you, you need to not die it's a perfect uh, yeah but i feel like resident evil 4 does a better job at that, that than this does this definitely it's, feels more actiony with less that's um, the thing is because you what they've essentially tried to do is make like a frankenstein game right yeah like it's, it's like a n- bit of like the not- five six and seven action and then exactly the survival it's not- from the originals it's not resi 4 it's not resi 7 and so you end up with a game that doesn't know what it is right it's not survival horror it's not an action horror it is its own entity which would be fine yeah if there was some kind of payoff like we don't even we still call it the village it doesn't even have a fucking name it's a name like game yeah it's because there's literally no narrative and no one who can tell us except the dude but he refuses he's more interested in selling shit even doom like you talk about like mindless fun doom still has okay you don't play it for the narrative but it still has a narrative the places still have names you still know the name of the colony that you're on the section that you're in and i mean games like doom eternal 2 definitely have more narrative than some of the original ones exactly i just i i I will i will be happy if it gets resolved at the end but i don't know if that's enough to redeem it and you know kind of not necessarily not necessarily save the game because I still enjoyed it, but yeah. it's definitely damaged my opinion of the game. I think just the pacing of it. Yeah, the pacing is a bit odd. What do you think? Yeah, let, let us, us know. know. 
Tell us. Good pods. Have you played this game? Do you think there's a narrative? Have I missed the the plot completely? Is it so subtle and so well-woven that I just am experiencing it without even realizing it, much like life itself? The plot was in you all along. I know. It was it was inside our it was inside our hearts all along. It was inside all of us. Yeah. What if the flasks aren't Rose? What if the flasks are Mother Miranda's child? Oh, and we're reviving her child back to life. We're yeah. doing the reviving for her. I don't know. Once again, even if that were true, that is not how plot works and not something that makes a lot of sense since there's no exterior information outside of that, <laughs> which is why wild speculation works with this game, I guess, is because we have very little information. So it'd be like, yeah, yeah, we can say whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mother, Mar- Mother, uh, Mother Miranda is actually our mother. See, look, it's fun. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm getting a little bit of feelings with is kind of how I felt at the end of Kentucky Route Zero, where it. You hold your goddamn. Be careful, yes. Yeah, say what's your <laughs> you next words. <laughs> no, it kind of felt like at the end the the narrative just fell apart. That there was no. I mean, I, I think that Kentucky Route Zero definitely had more of a compelling narrative in its beginning sections than Resident Evil in general. But I think that similarly, whatever narrative that Resident Evil seems to have. Or, or, or trying to I mean, convey, it, I don't know, it falls off towards the end. A, I don't think you can this never them. had a narrative, so you can't have I mean, one there, fall there, apart there's a, there's if it a didn't story. exist. Is I mean, there? It might not be a good, no, it might not what, be a good narrative, but there's a story. The story is Ethan's going to find his daughter that's dead and fight the lords. Mom and dad are arguing again. I don't know yeah. if that's a story. That's I mean, just a, that's a, a quest. That's a, that's a mission. You have one mission. What well, like you're not experiencing anything. We haven't learned anything. You have to Isn't, actually like build an like. There has to be an up and a down. There has to be a climax. That doesn't yeah, make I, that I, don't, I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a good narrative, but it's a narrative nonetheless. I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. think. I don't think you can compare Kentucky Route to this though, because okay, the, Kentucky's. You might have felt Kentucky's ending fell apart, but mm. the the difference, in my opinion, is that. Kentucky Route Zero is a deliberately ambiguous game. And Resident That's Evil fair. is not deliberately ambiguous. It's just yeah. ambiguous because the plot hasn't been explained very well thus I mean, far. Also, the twists and turns that's, that's, in that's Kentucky true. are what make it interesting in a sense right. that you don't necessarily know what's going to happen next. Whereas in Resident mm-hmm. Evil, you know exactly what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly my problem with it is it's like everything has been laid out before us nothing is going to be subversive or interesting because we mm. know what's going to happen. We know, okay, I'm going to battle this boss and this boss, and I'm going to go to this boss. And guess what? We're going to go fucking battle yeah. Heisenberg next. And it's going to be difficult and it's going to be grindy like everything else in this game, but it's not going to be and surprising it's and it's not going to be interesting. And then it's going to end and we'll, who knows, we'll probably bring back Rose and Mia. And then for the next one, they'll do the same goddamn plot. Mia will get captured or killed. Our daughter it's will have an issue. Trilogy. She'll be some fucking <laughs> demon and we'll have to, you know, rinse and repeat. Too. Yeah. yeah, no, I I can see that, and, and you bringing up the point that Kentucky Route Zero is intentionally ambiguous, I think definitely helps that that case. Because you're right, you're right. That game is built off of the just insanity of the world and making the player feel like what the fuck's going on. Where there is insanity and there is what the fuck is going on in Resident Evil, but it's not. They, they didn't mean to do that. Yeah. And also, it's, it's, like the the success of Kentucky Route Zero is built on dialogue. Like outside of of the narrative yeah. itself, like having someone else give you portions of the world through dialogue is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. It's like how we learn things is through communication. This game hasn't. There's no communication. It's exactly what we're talking about. Like Urias yeah. doesn't talk. Heisenberg doesn't come in and say anything. 
we just have a bunch of nameless, voiceless yeah. enemies that come in waves. And even when we do have an enemy that we'd like talk to briefly, uh, for example, compelling. the last section with the Hunchback of Notre Dame, like it's the most basic, reductive, like narrative ever. He's like, oh, I'm yeah. a, you know, I'm an outcast, and that's why I'm grumpy. And it's like, okay. Why don't you spend some time telling us about the kadoo that you actually developed and how that connects to yeah. the rest of the game rather than being a whiny little bitch? Like, yeah. it wouldn't have been that hard, but yet. I think, I, yeah. I think that also, if we had some kind of compelling main character that was, you know, driven and developed, that might help too. At least, at least a little <laughs> what bit. What do you but mean, not- bland white man Ethan Winters? Not uh, just, just in his catchy one liners that he says after yeah. every boss fight, not enough, not doing it for you. That was a close one. Just to like kind of wrap up, I think that is the to, to bring it back to Kentucky. I think that's the difference is that yeah. Kentucky is a game that was designed to create discourse through right. the telling of a story, mm-hmm. and Resi is just a game that was designed to tell a story. Um, yeah, there, and, there's nothing. There's nothing in here that might you know bring up a you know more existential discourse where yeah i mean that was the that was the intent of kentucky like i mean i was like thinking about like you know life after death and like you know the moral impacts of economics and all of that kind of stuff um and i'm not i'm not gonna say more because next episode we'll give our final thoughts i have a feeling that's gonna be a longer one so uh Mm. That's it for now. Yeah, I guess. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. This being the end of the episode. Always follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at PlayAlongPod. Also, I actually was on an episode of Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast with Nave and Philip, and we talked about Back for Blood. And it was a grand old time. You guys should definitely go check that out. It was really fun. Yeah. Tell tell them we sent you. Yeah. Tell them that PlayAlongPod sent you and tell them. Validate our social <laughs> status that we don't yeah, have. Exactly. <laughs> also, it's a short one this week. So. Exactly. For those of you who enjoyed that, you're welcome. And for those of you who don't, sucks you're welcome. To suck. <laughs> um, I enjoy in, the shorter ones. <laughs> in in the next episode, we will be finishing off Resident Evil Village, and Kai will be giving us what his interstitial is going to be. So you guys can look forward to that. And I think it's 100% going to be an indie game. Just I'm y'all hoping. I, oh, I know. Resident, Resident Evil was my uh, you know movement away from my stereotype, but I'm fully going back. Now that you, right. you dipped your toe in the other one, like, yeah, it's horrible. I was like, I was like, maybe this will be fun. And I was like, there's no narrative. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I know what it is, oh. or what I'm hoping it is oh, anyway. Okay, wow. I'm like, Jared's, yeah, me, like, me and Jared you... have discussed it. Like, what we've, I don't know if Jared remembers that, but I said to Jared, I think Kai's interstitial is going to be blue, and you was like, oh, yes, I, I do, I do remember what you were saying. I'm um, assuming he's wrong, wrong though. He's wrong. Maybe. Yeah. No, what? There's a, there's a possibility that you're wrong, but there's a possibility you might be right. You haven't officially it's, decided, have you? I I mean, I'm I'm heavily leaning towards one, and I don't oh, think it's uh, one you. Okay, this is very yeah, ambiguous. This, this, this is an off podcast <laughs> conversation, not uh, during recording. You guys will find that out in the next episode. We'll see you then, where we take on the finale of Resident Evil Village. Peace Twenty out. minutes extra after I thought the episode finished. Ah, that's usually how it goes. Okay, goodbye, guys. <laughs> Peace out. We Bye. love you.